Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from the millions who suffer, where spouses, children, communities, and organizations get back the ones they love. Post-traumatic stress is often treated as an illness that can only be curbed, but this is wrong. PTS is an injury that can be healed quickly so that those affected get back to doing what they're meant to do, thrive. Join us as we discuss the latest innovation in the treatment of PTSD, specifically the reconsolidation of traumatic memories, what we refer to as the RTM protocol. We regularly feature guests who have successfully cured PTSD to inspire hope in all those who still struggle, hope in what is possible. This is Life After PTSD. Well, I want to welcome everybody back to another episode of Life After PTSD. Just super excited to continue this journey of telling stories and bringing hope and just having some great conversations about how we can uh, how we can heal. And so today uh, with me is always Carrie Russo. Carrie, say hey. Hello. My name is Jeff McLaughlin, and we have like the most amazing guest ever on yes, this show. The most exciting episode. I'm super excited. So Scott Mann, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey Jeff, hey Carrie, thank you guys for having me. It's well, an it's, honor. it's thank it, you for we being are, here. We're so glad to have you. So Scott, we want to talk today about this play that you're doing, Last Out, Elegy of a Green Bray, uh, the Hero's Journey, Rooftop Leadership. You're into a bunch of things, man, for sure, and we'll get to all of that. Um, but just right away, can we just get some bio from you? Just talk about who you are, and uh, because I don't think I could with with a few bullet points, I don't think I could do it justice. So just share oh, with the audience okay. who you are. Well, thanks. I, I spent uh, – thank you guys for having me on. Uh, I spent 23 years in the U.S. Army, uh, 18 of that as a Green Beret. After 9-11, really refocused over toward Southwest Asia, particularly Afghanistan, a short bit of time in Iraq. But most of my effort was in Afghanistan the last part of my career. did uh, multiple tours over there. And then once I retired, became a speaker, which was the last thing in the world I ever thought I would do. I thought I was going to walk down on this dock and just spend a lot of time fishing. And, <laughs> and, 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 and instead what I, my own transition was pretty rocky and, uh, and just really challenging for me. And so it was through storytelling that I kind of found my way out of that darkness and back into a very purposeful path. So became a speaker, storyteller, and, uh, I guess leadership trainer, uh, is, is kind of what I do in my day job. So rooftop leadership, I think, is the main way that you're doing that. Is that correct? Or yeah, tell me something yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. So I based that on a methodology that we we did a program in, in 2010 in Afghanistan, late in the war, my final tour in Afghanistan. That was kind of a magnificent seven meets Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> and it was it was Green Berets really getting back to our roots of living in the villages of of you know Pashtun tribes and helping them stand up against the Taliban from the inside out. I wrote a book about it called Game Changers became a pretty uh, effective program. The problem was it was very late in the war and much like working with the Montagnards in Vietnam, it fell away. Uh, it got over, you know, it kind of got overloved by the senior leaders and it kind of fell apart. But, um, you know, that was, that was where I spent a, a, a ton of my time. And uh, as I watched th this program, these green berets m m inspiring these Pashtun tribes to stand up on their own and back with no authority over them, no, you know, no coercion, I started calling that rooftop leadership because one by one, those posture tribesmen would go up to the rooftop and fight back. And it's a pretty effective way to lead here at home. You know, it's all relationship based human connection. I, man, I love your I love where you pull names from. And just I mean, there's there's stories, there's purpose, there's intentionality behind that stuff. That's super cool. <laughs> it's a cool Thanks. story. Um, 
So let's talk about the play uh, real quick. Yeah. So last out, the elegy of a Green Beret. This is your brainchild. When did this thing start? I mean, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that thing, no doubt. So tell us yeah. about it. So I guess it started, Jeff, a couple of years ago. I started taking acting classes to become a better speaker. One of my mentors, Bo Eason, a former NFL football player turned speaker, turned actor, turned speaker, um, really encouraged me to take acting classes to help my physicality on stage and to just be more connected with my audience. So I did that down in Sarasota. One of our assignments a couple of years ago was to come in with a totem from our past and to basically do a five-minute one-person show with that totem. Mine was a green silly band that that my youngest boy, Braden, had given me called the Magic Silly Band. And you know, he told me basically that if I wore that over in Afghanistan, it would keep me safe. And uh, so I told a five minute story about that silly band and how all the senior officers over there tried to get me to take it off and I wouldn't take it off and how it brought me back home. And, and by the time I was done, everybody in the audience was just weeping. And uh, my coach said, that's a play. And so two years later, um, the green silly band was on the character Danny Patton's wrist and we had the play last out elegy of a green beret. So is your son getting royalties from this play then? <laughs> if you ask him, if you ask him, he sure should be, uh, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. And, and in the, yeah. In the play, I actually consolidated, you know, Danny's character has one son, but if you watch closely, if you see the play a couple of times and you know, my sons, I have three boys, Cody Cooper and Braden, you'll see, little snippets of each of them in the dialogue and it's it's my it's my love letter to them uh between the lines so i i have to say something because you said if you see the play um you know watch the play you know closely um now that i have seen the play three times i was just overwhelmed with how each time i saw it, it was different and i know it's different from each stop but even the times that i saw it in albuquerque I caught different things and it was just so powerful. And I am not one that watches a movie more than once. So right. um, I, I was excited about supporting the play, but I wasn't like, oh, I don't really need to see it again. But it was it was amazing. So I just have to throw that in there. I just really, really appreciated that in the play. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of layers that you can pull out every single time. And I really do believe that. Yeah. I, I love just walking out with a, a green silly band of my own. That was pretty cool. I actually don't have it Absolutely. on today, but it's but it's been on most of the time. It's a great conversation piece. They're like, "What is that all about?" And I'm like, "Well, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. Coming to a, a city near you, right? Yeah. Just, <laughs> and you know, there, and there's two levels to that, Jeff. There's one. There's a there's a line that Larry Moss, a famous director, said about the play All My Sons. Uh, that's about post World War II. It's a very powerful play. If you ever get a chance to read it or see it, I'd recommend any of your listeners. It's really powerful. It was an inspiration to me for this play. But one of the things that Larry Moss said about that play is that every single person in the audience, when you see that play, they have earned their seat. You know what I mean? Like you feel mm -hmm. like you've been through mm -hmm. it. Uh, and that was one of the things we wanted to do with the Silly Band was to remind you that you earned your seat by being there. And the second thing is just to be able to look down at it and remind all of us that we've got a lot of stuff we just need to let go of. Yeah. You know, Scott, it's, um, it, it was very interesting, um, seeing the, uh, the crowd that you had in Tampa, you know, at the, mm -hmm. this tour premiere and everything, because a lot of military people, um, there, yeah. um, I, I'm not, I've got a lot in my family. Um, and that's, that's yeah. kind of been the connection of just getting involved in all of this is we have yeah. law enforcement and, you know, father was air force, got two grandfathers in world, world war two and everything. And just right. knowing, mm -hmm what these guys are going through vicariously, which I'll, I'll, I could right. never even fully experience. But, you know, man, to hear the stories of people that were in your audience 
uh, just talking like there was there was healing that happened that day. And it was funny because Kate then stands up and says that very, very thing. And that's from The Office. Uh, that's Meredith from The Office. I about fell out of my yeah. chair when I saw her, by the way. Uh, we're huge uh, fans. She stood up and, uh, you know, talked about that way. This is healing people, no doubt. And so I, it would be awesome because this is part of the aim of this show, just to kind of raise awareness, make people aware of the many faces of PTSD and I saw a lot of those faces in your audience and you're going to see no yeah. doubt as this thing, you know, heads across the country, uh, many, many more faces, but you know, these guys because you, you served with these guys. So tell me, tell me the, like in your mind, if there was a perfect outcome of say healing for your comrades at arms, what would that look like? Who are you trying to reach? You know, what, what's the message you want to say to those guys that are still struggling? That's a great way to frame it, Jeff. And, um, you know, you take Katie Flannery, like from the office, her father was a World War II POW. And, you know, he doesn't, that's why she was there. And, and he doesn't talk much about that, right? And so that's the first thing is, I believe that war is, it is such a horrific thing. I mean, it, it is, it is uh, I don't care what your political views are, you know, war is a, is a corrosive cauldron. And it, it changes us when we go to it. It changes our families. It changes anyone involved with it. And unfortunately, after war is done or when it's still going on, we don't really know what to do with it. We don't know how to talk about it. So the first intent of this play is to help civilians, frankly, who don't who don't have the connection to this fight. And it's really not their fault, but they don't really understand the depth of this war. I mean, this thing's been going on almost 20 years. Hmm. So the first goal is to help civilians understand it. Um, you know, understand the cost of war, the impact of war. That's and then second is to really validate the journey of the warriors and their families that are have either have either participated in that war or are still in it. And so it's kind of a twofold thing. And then thirdly is to use story to connect and heal the room. So this story is meant to illuminate. Like one gentleman stood up and he was a veteran. And he said, "You just told my whole life story in 85 minutes." Yeah, that was, um, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and and that really was very validating to us on the stage because that's really what we're going for are those universal realities, the good, the bad, the ugly, the pain, uh, the joy of what comes with this thing called war. And so, you know, that's it's, it's to illuminate all that and get it out there. But if you ask me, Jeff, like what's the ultimate healing that comes out of it? Hmm. I mean, I would say there was a guy named Dave there who was a Green Beret team sergeant. One of our character, uh, one of our actors, Lenny Bruce, they served together as Green Braves. He saw Lenny was coming to town. He went to the play. Dave had a rough go as a first group special forces sergeant, a lot of trauma. Um, he lost his daughter after he got out in a tragic car wreck, lost his, you know, he lost his marriage. And, and, and then he had a counselor at the VA he really liked, but she left and he never pursued anything else. And he told, he tells me this right there in the lobby, right after the play. And I turned to Tom Padilla, who has worked with you guys closely on RTM, and I yeah. said, Tom, right here, right here. And they shook hands, and I literally watched them connect and get Dave taken care of for RTM. Like, to me, it just it doesn't get any better than that. You can, you can take all your critic reviews and, frankly, throw them out the window. I could care less. That's what I want to see is that kind of stuff right there. I can't imagine critic reviews ever being low on something like this anyway. I mean, that's, you know, they're always detractors. And we know that for sure. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you what's what's amazing is 
just, um, you know, obviously it was an intense, intense journey. Um, just walking through that, uh, what'd you say it was 85 minutes. Is that, is that what you guys have timed it down to? Yeah. Or, run, the yeah. runtime is generally, you know, 85 minutes. If I get, you know, if I get, uh, overly emotional in yeah. some scenes, it may go to 90. <laughs> sure. Um, but sure. usually it's about 85 minutes. Okay. So you have that 85 minute journey and I, I tell you, I, this is the cool thing about today is regardless of where I love how you said, it's just making awareness that the war is still going on. And I think what what we can all agree on, and this is how times have changed, because uh, I don't think this would have been the case, say, back after like Vietnam. In fact, we know from history it wasn't that regardless of where you are politically, um, you know, on a on the war and, and et cetera, I think that the the general tide of the population is favorable towards the military. Like we, the yeah, population understands, right. you know, these guys, the men in uniform yeah. are the ones being sent. They're not the ones necessarily making decisions about where we go. Consequently, I think it becomes very easy you know, for anybody to watch a play like this and to say, you know what, like, let's put aside politics for 85 minutes right now and just think about humanity, because that's what this does. It gives humanity to um, to our men in, in uniform and women. Well, and yeah, yep. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Drew. I was going to say the other thing that was so amazing is the people that came to the play and then brought their families back the next night. Right. And, and said and, and then the families to stand up and say, wow, you know, we just said, oh, that's that's just our brother. That's that's my dad. That's just how he acts. And they're like, now I now I understand. And for me yeah. as a therapist working with with military, I mean, I know I still don't have any um, can't really fathom what goes on. But it was really helpful for me because I've heard the stories from clients right. that I've seen and I, I feel deeply for them. But to see it in the way you portray it is a completely different experience. And it's just so powerful. And I think it's really, really yeah. important for people to to experience it. I, I think live theater, Carrie, really brings that out more than a movie ever could, you know. Um, and the fact that the three of the four cast members are veterans, combat veterans, mm -hmm. I think helps as well. You know, the, the, the bottom line is if you're listening to this and you're kind of wondering about the play, I mean, you know, the, what I tell people is you've heard all the stories and seen all the movies about the first in, you know, whether it's Marines or Navy SEALs or Army Rangers, those that kick the door in, you know, and, and but but this is a story about the last out, the, the, the men and women who keep going back over and over again after America moves on. And that's an untold story, frankly. And mm -hmm. it's told by the men and women who lived it. And, you know, it's, it's a story about one special forces sergeant who spent his entire adult life fighting the same war and is now faced with the consequences of his son fighting the war that he couldn't finish. And, you know, you know, complicated by the fact that, you know, and it's not a it's not a it's not a you know, it's not a um, reveal here. I mean, he he's killed in the first scene. So the whole movie is about him. Figure out what he needs to let go of so he can know peace in his in, in his final days. And uh, it's it, it explores in that all of the aspects of combat, uh, both abroad and at home. And and it was I, I think it's also an amazing um, testimony to the play where um, the he gets, you know, Danny Patton kind of gets disillusioned by why he's over there and then suddenly realizes, wait a minute, why am I really here? And then when you talked yeah. about the silly band, when I have the silly band on, I'm like, okay, this, why, why am I doing whatever I'm doing? You know, it's for That's my right. family. It's for the people, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. your job is, why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I really, that, that was a powerful message for me. And we all need to know that we all need to be connected to our purpose and sometimes we lose it. And, you know, the, the other thing too, is that I would just say is for our veterans that are sitting in the audience and our family members, it's so easy to feel isolated. Mm -hmm. And so but they did one of our, 
They didn't feel right. isolated that's, there. That's yeah. right. Our job is, so with this play <clears throat> is to bring this thing alive on the stage as real and raw as we can and literally put ourselves through um, the story so that the audience and the veterans can sit there in the safety of the of the theater and and process their life and really see the nobility in what they've done because it is a very noble thing what they've done. It's extremely noble and and the other thing that was amazing was all the people afterwards like you said the person that you connected to a therapist mm -hmm. and then I know I actually did a session with somebody at, right after the I did an mm -hmm. RTM session right after the play with somebody till yeah. they, till they closed That's the great. doors and said we had to leave the leave the building but um and I also know that each each day there were people being connected to yeah. a therapist not to just do counseling and talk about something but to really change you know to have a therapy modality that really changes the way they see yeah. life yeah. anyway and we met another celebrity too jeff when Who's we that? did a tv we did a tv interview around this thing and i don't know if you remember daryl worley he's saying he's saying have you forgotten back in 2002 2003 it was like number one on the country about the war oh, oh wow yeah. oh wow but, you know, really cool dude. And, and he stayed and talked with us for an hour. And I think he's going to get involved with the play. So that's another thing that we're trying to do really is kind of build up the, you know, the momentum with this thing. I'd really like it to get to a national level. Totally. He needs to write it you a song, write you, write you like an intro or a closing song or something like that. I agree. Like a, that's just, yeah. that'd be amazing. And yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. I, I think the more that um, this gets in the, uh, you know, on the radar of people out there, you're going to have support like that. They're going to be people who are going to want to, you know, just jump in and, and serve and offer their talents uh, to I just take so. this thing and, to the next speaking, level. And that's the crazy, it's already at that, a high level. That's the crazy thing about it, you know? Speaking of support, mm -hmm. that is one of the things that they do need is support. And yeah, this is really expensive to bring this. I mean, the light, it's its phenomenal what they have. Um, the lights, um, and I don't, I don't understand it all, but I know I thought to myself, wow, I, I think the most talented person in the room may have been the light crew. I mean, they were just amazing. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's a, it is a team effort, everything. Effort. Everything brings it to life and you use like all of these different sensory dimensions, no doubt. So beyond just the narrative, yeah. And stuff that's and so, going on. So yeah. it is. It's, it's an expensive undertaking, and they're a nonprofit. Um, and it's yeah. by what the hero's journey. So yeah. If, if yeah, Scott. Are, let, let's let's do that for a second. Let's talk about the hero's journey because uh, mm -hmm. again, we we always want to give an action step at the end. But I don't want to waste any time right now because um, right. you know, not that this was the purpose of the podcast and everything, but I believe it, it is very fun for me to ask for money for other people. I'm not so good about yeah. doing that for myself if I had to. But I look at something <laughs> right. like you're doing, I'm like, this is a no-brainer. Every business in America that's you know got any kind of disposable, you know, philanthropic cash should be throwing money at this because this problem is so rampant. It's mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. you know military, but if this is one of the gateways to get people connected to the fact that you know they're carrying traumas and everything, they're carrying weights that they don't need to. You know, we right. can we can literally change humanity. We we can make a dent on making this world a better place through something you know, like this. So, so tell us about, uh, tell us about the hero's journey. And then if, if somebody wanted to, you know, to fund through there, fund the play through that, like, let's, let's just get right, right to that and not waste any time on that piece. Thanks, man. So we're, you know, we're promoting understanding and we're healing people and families. And, and I, I agree with you. So, uh, the hero's journey, uh, the hero's journey, that's H E R O E S plural journey.org is our, Nonprofit production company actually that's bringing this play to 20 cities around the country in 2019 and 2020, and maybe more. And we're getting asked to go other places now. But the whole thing is a nonprofit endeavor. And our mission at The Hero's Journey is to help warriors and their families find their voice and tell their story as they come home from service. And that is such an important thing to do, as you guys know, that often when our veterans leave service, they disconnect from their purpose 
they disconnect from their identity. And story is a historical tool that societies around the world have used to reintegrate veterans back into society. But equally important, story in today's modern world is a great asset to transition and use to connect with your employer, with your community, with your kids, your spouse, whatever. And so we're, you know, we're using storytelling. We have books on transition and storytelling. We have kids books on storytelling. We do workshops, online video courses. If you go to the heroesjourney.org, and again, that's H-E-R-O-E-S, you'll see all the different things that we do. But right now, our main focus is this play, is taking this play on the road to as many cities as we can, partnering with nonprofit groups like what you all are doing with RTM and really promoting understanding and healing at a community level. And it is, it's expensive. And I, my goal is that this becomes a national movement. This play is known all over the country and it illuminates the real challenges we face. So we ask people to go to the heroesjourney.org and, you know, make a donation. Uh, and I think it can make a huge difference because again, it costs about 30 K every town we go to but, to bring the light. But you talk about the there. cost, the cost of 30 K and I'm thinking of all the people that got connected, you know, to right. healing yeah. and it's a small cost because those people are going to tell somebody else. And it, it, this is such a unique way for people to get healed that we have a play that's highlighting what PTSD, you know, highlighting PTSD and highlighting the struggle of war and then yeah. connecting with a therapy modality that's helping people in three to five sessions, this is going to be, I mean, this is the most unique oh, thing I've heard in, I don't know that I've yeah. ever heard something like this. Hugely cost effective. And the cool thing is you've got multiple nonprofits working together. There's a novel concept. Absolutely. Um, yeah. twenty two zero. Yeah. 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 With, with the community that we go to. So, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, that's what it's supposed to be, isn't it? Isn't that what it's supposed to be in this country yes. is, right. is, you know, citizens working together with the community to, to heal and come together from the bottom up. And, and we, you know, I've always stood for that as a green beret. I've always believed in that community engagement. Community. That's why we're not going through the theater route. We're going through community influencers and it's a lot harder to be quite honest with you because, you know, the theater has an established process by which you take a production on the road and all that. But we're not doing that. We're going to community influencers and we might perform it in a theater. We might perform it, uh, you know, in a church. We might perform it in a, in a gymnasium, but we're going to perform it for the community. And that's where we need the community to help out with that and and these donations could be huge and i think the community should realize like so yeah, i know the next place you're coming is orlando and i'm really excited about that and yep, then 30, and then 31 february march sorry. yeah and then and then we're going to uh north carolina uh, statesville right mm -hmm. and one of the really exciting things about those two in particular is we have 30 therapists i think at each place that will be trained in this uh, the rgm so that when the play is over and people are reeling and and they're processing and they want to process some more because I think a lot of healing happens just watching the play. Mm. But yeah, those I that agree. realize they have more to think about or more to talk about or or something they didn't realize, we now will have 30 therapists in that area that we're leaving in the community, local right. therapists. It's, it stays. Isn't that the community resilience, Gary? That's yes. the coolest right. thing. And, so, uh, and, and it's yeah. all these nonprofits. We have 220 that's supporting that, um, yeah. the Hero's Journey. Um, the yeah. research and recognition project. I mean, it, it, it really is an amazing, so if you think about the cost, it really isn't that expensive. When you think you're leaving a therapist no. and a therapist can, could work with 
you know, I mean, 200 people a year. And, and if you're leaving 30, yeah. I mean, you're taking thousands and yeah. thousands of people in Run a year. Run the numbers on that. To and heal. What does that show? How does that show up in your community when you get those folks back in the game? Uh, the other thing I think is very prolific is the number of family members, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of this play mm -hmm. is about the family, the spouse and the kids and how it affects them. And, and it's, it's interesting to watch the transformation on the faces of a lot of these military mm -hmm. spouses yes. when they realize, oh my God, I've been pushing this stuff down too. And, you know, you see them raise their hand or step up and say, okay, I've, I've got some stuff to process for my life. And, and mm -hmm. for me, that has been huge because giving a voice to our military family I don't think that's ever been done on live stage, I, I, and I don't think it's really been done in the movies either. And I am really starting to see that evolve uh, strongly in this play is you get just as good an idea. Most of the civilians that come up to me, they're like, OK, I've seen movies about war and stuff, and I certainly learned some stuff there. But I had no idea that that's what our military families are going through right now. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite thing in the play are... Hey, Life After PTSD listeners. We're glad that you love other stories of healing. But what about you? First Orlando Counseling is the premier trauma therapy center in Central Florida with a full staff of trained clinicians ready to help you clear your trauma without re-traumatization. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, a traumatic car accident, birth trauma, first responder or military trauma, even phobias. You don't have to live like this. It's time for you to heal. Schedule a consultation today by visiting firstorlandocounseling.com or call 407-514-4470. It's that easy. Is the is the talk back after the play, and to yeah. hear people and, and, and every time it is so different. But my favorite thing that you said, Scott, was when um, or one of them was when the fam the the veteran brought his family back the next day. And I know I already mentioned yeah. that, but then you looked at him and you said, you know what, that is that just that right there that you brought your family back. And there's healing and you're connecting. That is what this is about. And that is, that is about. worth everything. Scott, I got, I got, yeah, I got, I got to tell you, you know, I'm so, first of all, I agree completely with the healing that happens for the families and everything. That's really how Carrie and I got, or I got connected with, with what Carrie is doing with RTM and, and everything is I, I work with marriages. And, and when you see that there are people that are carrying traumas, whether that's from military or anything else, like, we were so sick of doing surface level kind of work and right. not getting underneath the surface. So we would put band-aids on yeah. things and, you know, resource people. And so they'd have a couple months of, you know, things going well and everything. But when there was that underlying trauma or whatever that had not been dealt with, uh, you right. know, it just created so many issues. And so consequently, whether it's first responders or military, you've got very high divorce rates and, and yeah. things like that. And, and to me, that's like the... That's like the the ultimate just slap in your face because not only are we sending these guys out to save lives and to protect the nation or our communities or whatever, uh, but then they get the um, you know and and they're often um, especially in the first responder arena they're often looked at, looked down upon by by certain groups of the population and everything like they don't carry the inherent respect that they probably they probably right. should a lot of times so they're doing this job they're putting their life on the line they're underpaid doing all of this for, you know, for the love of people because they want to do the right thing. And then they get the slap in their face that says, yeah, and by the way, we're going to, you know, allow tra traumas to happen in your life that are going to, yeah. you know, sever connections between you and your spouse and make it extremely difficult to have meaningful relationships and everything. Like, that just doesn't seem fair. And so when there's right. something out there like what you're doing and what RTM does to give people their families back that they deserve, you know, how can you not be behind something like that? Like that I'm, that's why I'm yeah. gung ho about this. I'm, I'm passionate right. for what Carrie's doing for what you're yeah. doing. So I, I hope that, you know, this, the, this tour is littered 
with families where a spouse is getting, you know, their spouse back, Absolutely. where where kids are getting dad back and mom back and everything. Like, I, I if that's yeah. if that's one of the byproducts of this, and, and I know it will be, then man, there you can't put a price tag on that. Yeah, I think it will, Jeff. And you know, again, if you go to lastoutplay.com, you can see our tour schedule. And I really encourage anybody, whether you served or not. This is not an anti-war film or play. It's not a pro-war play. It's just, it's just, it's just a real. It's just a real story, based on true events about the cost and impact of war uh, on our families and our communities. And and um, it, it's something that we all need to see. It's something we all need to talk about. And it's something that we we owe, I believe, to the men and women, not only who are, you know, it's less. I mean, it's. I don't want to say it's less. Of, it's, it's not. Those those of us who have already fought, it's it's a way to validate the journey. But let's not forget, like for example, my son, my oldest son's about to go in the army and go fight the same war that I fought in. That's never happened in America before. You know, and like Brian Bachman, my castmate, says, mm-hmm. we have men and women in Afghanistan right now that were not even born on nine eleven. Um, and and yet they're still fighting where we fought. And that's never happened. And if we're going to continue to send our blood and treasure into the fray, then we mm-hmm. owe it to ourselves as a nation to have this hard conversation about war. And so that we don't just send them off like they're an endless resource to deal with the problems that we don't feel like thinking about. And that's what I really want to get at with this play. Scott, thank you so much. I mean, personally, I it was it was impactful for me personally. It was impactful for me as in my business and and working with clients. And and it's and a play like you said has an impact like like nothing else can. And then of course, then we're connecting the play the people in the play to therapists and help yeah. and it's just it's just amazing all the way around. But I really genuinely appreciate you. I mean, I I I didn't know. I, I, I was embarrassed the first time I talked to you because I said, yeah, I, I hear you're a really big deal. And I, 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 then, I, then, I then realized, oh, my goodness, he has TED Talks. And he has, you know, I, I have a joke that you're not a real person unless you have a TED Talk these days. And, um, uh, and he has two TED Talks, you know. Like, I have none. What does that you say about just me, real, Yeah. You are just a real, you, you just are so genuine. You and Monty, I just, I really, I don't know you guys that well, but you're the kind of people that you meet, you meet both of you and you just, uh, you know, know you immediately and you're like, you're, your tour manager, you know, Carrie Ellis and, and your oh, staff, thanks. Brian, and I mean, just everybody, I'm not going to name everybody, but everybody is just, it's such a genuine group and it's such a worthy cause. And so I'm just, just really want to thank you for being on the podcast today and thank you for investing in, in people's you. lives. And so, thank and, you to you and Jeff both. And, you know, I think we'll look back on this about a year from now and we'll raise a glass to each other. And I think we will have changed a lot of lives and maybe even saved a lot of lives. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. All the other stuff that you talked about, I mean, that 50 cents might get me a cup of coffee, but this is, <laughs> you know, this is real stuff. And what you guys are doing is real stuff. And, um, you know, nobody else is coming. You know, there's no, if we're waiting for somebody else to come do this, they're not coming. And, and, and I think that's okay. I mean, I'm used to running, and doing things with just a handful of people who get it done. And I'd much rather do that than sit around and wait for somebody who's not coming. Um, and I think there's real hope and promise in what we're doing here, but we're going to have to get into it and lean into it. And it's going to take a lot of people getting getting activated. And, and it, I think this play is a good place to start. Um, and Absolutely. Then, you know, then they can go deeper with you guys and what you're doing. And so I just encourage everybody to go to lastoutplay.com and get your butt to that play and bring somebody. Definitely. 
That's awesome. Scott, thank you. You are always a welcome guest on this show. Uh, we will make time for you anytime you yeah, have something to say, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's if, do it again. I'd love to. That's awesome. If you're out there and you're listening and you're looking to connect, um, obviously get connected with the Scott's organization and then you can find us on social media at Heal Your PTSD. You don't have to continue to live carrying these burdens, everything. We are here sort of organically growing a group of people that are saying we are coming and we are ready to uh, to bring hope and to bring help. So continue to listen and check back for episodes each week. Thanks for listening to Life After PTSD. Thanks for joining us for Life After PTSD. As you listen to this podcast, imagine your new life and all the possibilities when you are free of PTSD because that is what is possible with RTM. You are here, which means you're ready. So connect with us at lifeafterptsd.org or in Canada, lifeafterptsd.ca or follow us at Heal Your PTSD.